And just like that, we're at week two. And I think that's a blessing in itself. That we feel that energy around how talk to me is not only something we enjoy doing, but most importantly, it allows us exploration of topics and questions that are worth having different perspectives on. Uh, this week, I was joined by Bix, who is someone bound by the purpose of serving. First starting out as an engineer, then working with companies and building startups to push the agenda of humanity-driven digitization with his fair share of successes and failures, and who now is a coach, someone who generally is great to have a conversation with. We talked about the views on if we felt mankind has gone lazier than ever in history. And surprisingly, early on, we agreed on that fact that, well, human beings, we are naturally lazy. And perhaps it's this laziness that helped us drive each one of our industrial revolutions in the first place. But it dawned on this conversation that this is also what that could be the root cause of the class and wealth divide that could be keeping us in a loop and slowing down our progress. But a light bulb moment. It did happen at the end. The thought of a balance that could be achieved, of what we strive to be and what we strive to do, and actually how each generation is doing better at that. We may be actually getting less lazy after all. Have a listen. Okay, so we're here. It's uh, the second week we're here again in the studio, but this time around, you might see that... I hope the cameras are not picking up any lens, lens flares. There are two <laughs> bald people in the studio, plus one... Of course, I want Sashi there, because uh, you won't see him in the camera. He's walking around. He's the guy who makes sure that all of this is running, and our voice a beautiful voice. <laughs> and apparently, it says that Vix has a very uh, deep, deep, deep voice. Let's see. Let's find out. Uh, wait, sexy, uh, sexy voice, uh. <laughs> I don't even know that if I have the voice for the show already. I think maybe the host should be big from here on in. <laughs> but I, I think that's a good segue for me to introduce the person I'm here with today. Like, you know the format. You guys uh, listened to it last week. So the format is we have people who come in. to actually have discussions. And you'll see these people again and again. And usually we'll cover certain topics. And before we go into the topic today, we have Vicks. Uh, but maybe if you haven't heard the intro... I'm going to let Vix introduce himself. So Vix, why don't you let the people know who you are? Okay. Thanks, Nigesh. Uh, so let me just straight away jump into I'm I'm actually Vix Kanagasingham. So my full name is Vignes Warren Kanagasingham. Mm. I had to brand it as Vix so it's easy for everybody. Uh, I'm an engineer by profession, electrical right. electronic. Uh, been in the uh, telco, IT industry, IoT now, mm. uh, last 28 years. Mm. Uh I've worked for multinational, but I love building companies, startups. Mm. So I've done many uh, successful startups and also startups that fail. Okay. Uh, humble, humble, very humble. humble. Today, uh, coming to my final tenure with uh, Experanti, mm. as the CEO of Experanti, mm -hmm. I finished with Experanti for my three years uh, mm. uh, with them. Mm -hmm. And we've managed to build a nationwide IoT network, so mm. they're ready to move to the next level. Mm. I'm now going into next year into... Uh, strategic advisor for a mm. few organizations and mm. Leadonomics is one of them. Mm. Mm. Uh, I love coaching, so right. I'm a certified coach. I coach uh, startups and uh, companies that want to transform. Right. So uh, I enjoy a very, uh, how to say, 
insightful debate with anyone. Oh, he's being very nice <laughs> at this point. I'm just afraid what's going to come out after this when he start talking. But but first thing, first thing first. We sure. were having this conversation of air. Air. <laughs> right now. And that conversation is actually about our hair. That rhymed. Air hair. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm going to pick up that conversation for a while because, sure. okay, Sashi cannot be included here because he's the only <laughs> fellow who's not a, not a bald fellow in this room. But, how do you keep your head so shiny? Okay. I, I know. <laughs> yeah. So let me, let, me, let me start with this simple quote that I always tell people. It's my, my shiny head is a solar panel for my sex machine. Oh, right? Uh, so I have to make sure that I, I, I keep it trimmed. Uh, every once, uh, every two days, I give it a good shave. And make sure it's as shiny as possible. And I did tell you earlier that... Uh, Make sure you give it a good yeah. oil, put an ice yeah. cream and shave it yourself. Mm-hmm. So I don't go to the bar, I do it myself. I do it myself as well, but I really don't know, like, because every time I see you, you're still, like, really well, like, kept. It's, it's shiny. It's never got a little bit of stubble, so it's, like, on point. Okay, like maybe because uh, because I, I'm a wiser person, so there's no room for the hair so, to grow anymore. <laughs> I, I, so that's a backhanded uh, to me, like, wiser boy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But okay, let me let me ask you this question. Uh, usually, the topics you talk about is very timeless, but timely, right? And um, I asked this question to Sachin and Andrea last week about okay. this year, but I'm not going to ask you that same question. Instead, even from your introduction, you've already said about how you've been working in some form or another, from engineering to even startups, but technology, technology, and how technology has been progressing. You've been at the forefront of it. So I want to ask you this perspective. How has the 21st century been for you? Not the 20th, yeah. the 21st. Uh, okay, for me, the 21st century is, is very fast-paced. Mm. Uh, very, very fast-paced. Uh, I was just telling my team the other day that uh, technology is accelerating very, very fast. Okay. All right? Uh, where mankind can't keep up. Mankind can't, can't keep, keep up, up right? right? So because there's so much movement of technology from AI and IoT and uh, broadband, and right. you know, and and I feel COVID uh, mm-hmm. was uh, it was it's not a good thing what mm-hmm. happened, but mm-hmm. it was uh, it, it it created a impact to everyone that mm-hmm. say hey, hold on, uh, technology is moving so fast, mm-hmm. the man can't keep up, mm-hmm. and COVID has come and we couldn't do something about it. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, so it's a it's a wake up call for a lot of people. Right. All right, uh, and what I've seen is there is a need now to slow down the acceleration of technology. Okay. Uh, there is a need to bring people up to speed. Right. Uh, and I already start. I'm starting to see that example. Very very good example is five G. Okay. Is the, everyone talks about five G. Uh, mm. They've been talking for the last five years. All right. Is it only five years? I thought it was been. Quite a while, right? We've been talking about 5G. Yeah, 2015, they were talking right. about 5G right. because 4G, they were testing out mm. a lot of things. Mm. Now, now most of the uh, mobile operators worldwide realize it's going to cost a lot of money. Mm. Uh, what's the application we're going to use for 5G? Mm. Uh, is that the application we use for 5G, is it going to be something important for mankind? Okay. And that's, that's a killer question and everyone's struggling to right. find out. So you can see they're starting to delay. Right. All right? And the delay is because where's the business case? Before we would get a sexy technology, mm. we would buy it, put it in play, and everyone, you know, move mm. and force mankind to follow the technology. Right. So, most of the operators have said, we're going to slow down, we wait. Right. Let's see. And next year, it will take another five more years mm. to see uh, nationwide 
uh, 5G network in Malaysia. Right, right. Even five to ten years. Right. All right? So one example. But is that a bit too late already? Because no, it's like, not too late. It's not no? too late. Let me say this, okay. sir. Uh, most of the countries have not maximized 4G yet. 4G has not been maximized. So even after all this time, like so long already. Yeah. So if hmm. if you look at your phone today, right. uh, most of you guys will realize when you make a call, a right. voice call, it will move from 4G to 3G. Yeah, I noticed this just recently that uh, because I'm on Maxis. So yeah. recently, suddenly I saw this new icon at the top. Uh, what voice LTE voice? Wow, Walt. So yeah. meaning when yeah. you call. You are calling on 4G instead yes. of dropping to, to 3G. Yes. Yeah. So it's so most of the mobile operators are now uh, how to say uh, densifying the network with right. 4G for across right. voice and data. Right. 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 So that's one example, uh, 5G. Right. Another example, if you remember when when uh, Apple launched their iPhone. Yeah. All right. Uh, 2007. 2007. Yeah. Right. The beginning. People used to queue up. Okay. Queue up like man all the way the queue. Mm. All right. Even, when Even until like. Last year, right? Yeah. Before, before yeah. the whole pandemic. Yeah, thing. but the thing is, you notice the last four to five years, right. the queue is getting shorter. But that's because you can pre-order it online, get it sent to you. So that's don't one. Exactly Second is, uh, if you go and study what's happening, uh, most of the the in users are realizing, I don't have to change my phone every year. True. All right. Uh, so they're becoming very conscious of their spending, right. where they want to spend. Right. And that created a new market mm. for new players with a cheaper phone into the market. Right. The likes of Oppo. Mm. Right? So there is a conscious a movement where I'm saying, do I need to spend 3000 on a phone? Mm. All right? Okay, so let's, let's go on that tangent for a while. I know we haven't even started the topic, but this yeah. is interesting. Because yeah. it's been a wonder of mine. Yeah. Okay? Uh, you mentioned that inventions or innovations especially now in the 21st century, is happening because there's a use case or a business case for it, right? Yeah, just and of course, as we went through the 21st century, smartphones came in, technology changed, and this thing, this phenomena that you mentioned, which is we don't need to change our technology piece every year. But then, why are companies still producing technology every year? Okay. I mean, why do we okay, need so new phones every year? Very, uh, so most, this is basically companies have to show they are innovative. All right. Why? Uh, it's to show they're in the market. I mean, mm. the, the, the point is if you don't come up with new uh, phones, mm. uh, new uh, laptops, uh, desktops, mm. and, uh, and you'll be seen that you're not a very innovative company. All okay. right? That's one. Uh, second, there's also this uh, need uh, shareholder value, which, which I'm very much against, where they're right. trying to show the market right. uh, because they're a listed company. Okay. It's driven by capitalism right. to show that we are doing something with your money. Right. All right. We are being very innovative. Right. All right. right? Uh, and they, it, it's just creating the buzz. All right. Uh, I, I remember this uh, graphic that was once. Uh, I was watching a video. I was watching a video, and they were talking about why is there not meaningful innovation happening? Correct. Not not innovation, but not meaningful innovations happening. And they showed this this sort of bar chart of like how money is spent in an organization and how the bulk of it, the bulk of the money or the bulk of the, the spend is to increase share value or shareholder value. A very small amount is on R&D. Correct. And this, maybe, maybe this may be relevant to you as a CEO, you, you may have seen this. This drives CEO's actions. Yeah. Because it's not about creating things that are useful anymore. Yeah. It's about 
increasing the share value for the shareholders. Yeah. So uh, let me say this: I'm not one of those type of CEOs. So every right. company that I've started or built, uh, for me, I give you a very good example. Huh? When the shareholders invest in a company, right. uh, and then the team has been built, mm. it's a two-way thing. It's right. not. There's no. I don't think we are obligated to the shareholders. Right. If the shareholders want to make money, they can go either play the market or put in the fixed deposit mm, and the interest, mm, right? Mm. So we're helping them make more money. Right. At the same token, we have to make sure the money is used to make an impact to the world. Okay. All right? So right. everything we do, that's my belief. So mm. everything we do are actually making an impact to make a world a better place. Mm. That should be a primary reason. Mm. So it's a follow-through, mm. all right? It's very important. Mm. Uh, so I think there's going to be a change in the shareholder mindset. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's really talking about you know SDG sustainable development mm. goals and ESG. Mm. Uh, where are we putting our money? Are we mm. going to actually invest in making the world a better place? Mm. Mm. Right? The new breed of CEOs are the ones who are going to actually be very very clear in mm. their 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 responsibilities. Right. That means one is to build an organization that right. is sustainable and profitable right. and predictable. Right. All right. So that the shareholders are clear where it's going. Mm. And the second is to make sure that the solution they're providing mm. is very, very important. It's making the world a better place mm. in any shape and form. Right, right. So coming back to your earlier point mm. where companies you know, come up with technology, yeah. you know, new stuff, yeah. right? Why they're not, people are not embracing mm. it. Mm. It's simple. The businesses don't stack up. So when I go back to IoT, mm. uh, when we set up x and we build an uh, IoT space industry 4.0, right. most of our clients say, listen, we got all this sexy technology, but I, I need to find a way to save money. Why should I spend 10 million ringgit? Mm. To save two million ringgit, right? All right, so it doesn't make sense. Right. So we, the way we went to market was always about solving the customer problem, right? And helping them justify the business case, right? It's so that they feel that they invested a million, they're going to save five million. Okay. All right, and the business case is super important, right? All right. Uh, even you as an individual today, you're asking yourself, we talked about your laptop, mm. you know, why did you buy it? It's local, but it's uh, best spec, it meets your requirement. Yeah. It's not about the brand, mm. it meets your requirement, yeah. it meets your needs, mm. it solves your problem. Right. All right? So it's super important that even a B2C market mm. is about solving in the individual person's problem. Mm. Now there is the 80-20 rule, there is mm. about uh, the 2% of the, mm. or the 10% or the 20% is willing to spend the money for right. branding. Like, that's fine. Right. But majority of companies, mm. it's all about the numbers, bottom line and top line. Mm. All right? So in this country, SMEs are struggling. Mm. Uh, they are the ones that are saying, you've got all this beautiful AI technology, big data, but... And I can't embrace it. And in case for the listeners out there, we are based in Malaysia. Yeah. So that's the reference, Malaysia. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so it, it, I think that the, when I say Malaysia, it's across the globe. Okay. All right. Um, if you talk to the guys in Asia, mm-hmm. even in Europe, mm-hmm. SMEs are embracing technology it, as long as it helps them solve the problem and reduce the cost or right. make money. Right. They're not going to spend technology because it's sexy. Right. Even the big boys are beginning to think like that. Hmm. All right. Like uh, DHL, in Germany is embracing IoT mm. to track their rail cages around Europe because mm. they want to reduce their costs and optimize the assets. Right. Because they're finding that they're producing more uh, rail cages, mm. not knowing where they are. Mm. And someone is saying, this, we've got to find ways to reduce costs. Mm. And using simple IoT technology like Sigfox mm. globally to track all the rail cages. Mm. All right? mm. So it's not a Malaysian issue, it's a global uh, issue when it comes to embracing technology. Okay, it's so, about solving problems. So that's interesting there. I'm going to use that as a segue to finally introduce the topic <laughs> because that reminded me of uh, my experience when I was in Texas Instrument. So 
what we are actually discussing and probably this is a question i'm going to pose to you and maybe we can talk about this is is there a perception that from either a technological standpoint an innovation standpoint or pure just doing hard work that mankind are getting lazier we are getting slower now the perspective here is this like you just mentioned about that real cage thing with dhl i remember that back when i was working in uh, texas instruments um being in engineering back there and this was a good now 12 years ago 12 years ago and at that point at that point we were talking about you know we have issues with spare part count yep inventory count not matching up to order counts yep right especially for the smaller smaller tool bits and that's probably because of during processing during yep. transfer and all that something may have happened or even when a technician or an engineer in the line could be fixing a machine that they're actually swapping it without actually recording it correct anywhere. correct and we were talking about okay how can we track this how can we track this and not lose that money because yes. it's yeah. uh, cost savings and the technology was av- available to actually implement um RFID based correct. scanning correct. so it's basically as you walk in from point to point as long as there's a RFID chip which is on the on the piece of uh, equipment itself or even an RFID tag as long as the sensors are available even at the door level it can be tagged it can show live that okay this item is moving from here to here to here to here to here final location was here Correct. so we can actually track that but the point i'm getting at is this was 12 years ago i just check back and see how many other companies are using this until recently where we start hearing about the amazons which are using these kind of things but that's recent okay 12 years ago we had things like this but mankind seem to not want to use technology yeah that's one thing the other thing is also meaningful technology you just said just now that okay unless there's a business case there's a business case then we create something but isn't a lot of things that we created back in the 20s back in the uh, from 20s to 70s didn't actually have a business case and okay. it's something that people just wanted to do to create to actually improve people's lives like example the car correct exactly that didn't have a business case it just was increasing speed of locomotion okay okay so let me let me i i'm i'm not i'm not talk about the industrial revolution yet 1 2 3 and 4 let me go back to the fundamentals of the human race right we are all born lazy we all born lazy okay we, let's wrap up the topic right. we all born lazy okay yeah. finish <laughs> we 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 are all born lazy because we or we design as a human race a path of least resistance we don't like resistance the right? theory, theory of entropy right right yeah. now and also because i take physics a bit uh movement is against gravity yeah all right so we sitting down doing nothing mm. is easy mm. but moving is going against gravity so mm. there's tension all mm. right mm. so the human race has always been lazy right? okay uh, that's why the the way the the only the fit and the strongest of visionaries mm. who wanted to move and explore the world mm. moved all right that's why the human race spread throughout the world i know you're coming to a, a point okay. that you're going to mention but just a question to keep uh, i really want to pick up your brain yeah. like we talk about all these visionaries leaders these kind of things I can agree with you human beings are generally lazy and because both engineers we understand the physics and all that but why do these select people why do these select people push themselves okay. beyond that and they feel that's natural okay so that's that's interesting huh? so let me say uh 
the select people are, are the ones that are questioning constantly. Okay. Uh, why are we here? Right. What are we doing? Right. Uh, that's where empathy comes into play. Okay. They want to understand, you know, what's next? How do I innovate? What is this the way the world is? Mm. All right. Mm. Uh, so they are the one uh, need to move. So I go back a bit of history again. Sure. Uh, then you go back to hunters and farmers. Mm. All right. Uh, so you need to feed yourself. Right. So you need to go out there and f- uh, hunt. Mm. So when the hunters started going out, mm. it then became a survival. Mm. You got that. You got the tigers, the lions, mm. and you know mm. you are going to attack. Mm. So you need to find ways to survive, mm. fight or flight. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you also need to uh, ability to capture the the prey mm. and bring it back home. Mm. All right, and then the the job is done. Mm. All right, but the, it's a constant cycle. Mm. So those who went out started asking, where else can I go? Mm. All right, so you started breaking that barrier, right. expanding your box. Right. All right? right, so coming back to our current age, suddenly you find these guys. Why is he so uh, aggressive? He wants to move. Mm. Why isn't he lazy? Mm. All right. So these are the guys who, are, who suddenly either read a book mm-hmm. or had an experience in life mm. that realized that if I continue doing this, I'm going to be like this. Mm. All right. I need to move forward. Mm. Uh, I don't have a helping hand. Mm. I need to survive. Mm. So the reason why people start to move forward is a bit of survival mode. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. If I don't move forward, I'm going to either become weak, mm-hmm. I'm going to fall sick, mm-hmm. and I will. I don't have money mm-hmm. to have a good life. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's one of the drivers. Mm-hmm. Another driver is you had a bad experience. Okay. All right. That hit you and said, "Listen, you you got to wake up. Right. You can't continue what you're doing. Right. All right. right? So there are many circumstances that move someone forward. Right. Then there's natural in their DNA that. Uh, they, they wake up in the morning, they're ready to rock and roll, they're mm. very positive and mm. optimistic. Mm. Now, uh, I, I do not know what has happened. Maybe it's the DNA, the upbringing, mm. the family mm. kind of thing. Or if someone had, had an experience saying, listen, I, for me, life is beautiful. Mm. Suns, the sun rises, sun sets, mm. I move forward. Mm. All right? mm. uh, there's no right answer why. Right. It's just nature. Right. These are the people that you want to either engage and hang around mm. and that energy starts to flow. Mm. Right? Mm. Same with a company, mm. a country, mm. uh, even a group of friends, mm. you can tell. Mm. You always want or two guys who are very uh, you know, uh, excited, motivated, and then one wants to hang around with them. And that's Same the thing. premise of any sort of organizational structure. Absolutely. Kind of thing, right? Absolutely. One nexus point yeah. which brings things forwards and then everybody correct. kind of follows that. Correct. So coming back to your technology, why innovation, mm. where, uh, where uh, you from a horse to a car. Yeah. All right. Now, if you understand the industrial revolution one, two, three, mm. and four, the the steam engine was the first. The first one. All right. Correct. So yeah. simple. The reason is they had to move steel from one location to another location. Yeah. All right. Yeah. They had to build railway lines. Right. Right. There was a need to feed people. Mm. All right. Mm. When America uh, was formed. Mm. They were going state by state. They were living around the coastal mm. area. So if you go back a bit of history, Andrew Carnegie, one of the mm. richest guys in mm. uh, you know, the 17th, 18th century, yep, yep. Uh, he had to find ways to build steel mill and, mm. and build a railway line. Mm. So there was actually going back to the funding, making sure the needs of the people were met. Right. All right? So you had to find ways to build a structure for that. Right. All right? Then came uh, Henry Ford. Right. All right? Uh, I got, why, why car? Mm. All right? He said, okay, horse fine mm. but the horse falls sick mm. that's not enough mm. uh, we have more people population okay. has increased right. and then innovation comes in mm. how do I solve that problem right. same so problem solving eh? right. again so how do I solve I, I build a, a, a machine with wheels mm. and move people across 
mm. right? Mm. So he was solving a problem. Right. Now, to ensure the problem is solved properly, he had to build a factory. Right. So that's when Industrial Revolution 2 started. Right. Right? Kind of thing. Then went to the next level. The third. All right? Third one. Third one is how do I make sure everything is automated, mm. uh, seamless, so I can produce the needs of the people mm. so that the population of the world is growing. Mm. Right. So then when uh, factories started to automate mm -hmm. and you started to get a bit of internet coming into play. Right. All right? Right. Then you go to Industrial Revolution 4. Right. Now, Industrial Revolution 4 was not designed due to what's happening around. It was actually by the Germans. Okay. Uh, they sat down and realized, listen, we need to do something about it. Mm -hmm. And then in 2011-12, they, they came up with uh, the importance of uh, improving their manufacturing because the Chinese were moving up mm -hmm. in manufacturing. Mm -hmm. So they came up with some models and they came up with nine verticals mm. from cloud, big data, IoT. Mm -hmm. Internet was things, your phone is an IoT device, right? Mm. Kind of thing. So they put this whole framework together and say, to embrace the next revolution, we need to uh, embrace these verticals. Right. All right? To was to solve a problem. Okay. All right? Now you take that, you go to a company. Right. All right? It's all about problem solving. Mm. All right? So we've always been solving problems, but people did not realize that. Why did you buy a mobile phone? So I want to be able to communicate with my mom, right. my friend, my girlfriend, because right. it's a problem I've got to solve. Right. Now, what phone you carry, it depends on your choice, right. your buying power. Mm. The choice you make. Now, some people take a loan and buy a phone. Or they will have a, just that a porridge and still buy a phone. All right? So that is fine. That's individual. Yeah. So we are not here to judge them because that's their, their, their yeah. one. They want to do it, fine. So it's, it's like a branding exercise. So everything is about solving the problem to make the world a better place. See, it's amazing you brought up that, that, that example right there. That whole, there are people who actually um, not necessarily are trying to solve the real problem. They're trying to solve a, I would like this, right? Um, whether it's an expensive phone or something like that, and they'll take a loan to actually get that phone. So the question is this, because you mentioned that it's always about solving a problem. But is it purely to solve a problem or is it to solve a business case and create a business case? Because okay. example, like Henry Ford, by creating the automobile, he created a business for himself, yeah. right? Even now, when companies so-called say that they're solving a problem, when they come up with the product, their ultimate need is someone to buy the product yeah. by whichever way. Is that really solving a problem? Is that creating different kind of problems? Okay. So I, I can say uh, fire. Okay. Fire solves a problem and at the same time it creates problem. When fire True. is found in the, in the Stone Age, mm. right? So for me, technology is how you use technology mm. to solve problems right. or create problems. So I'm a bit... I mean, I'm very spiritual and philosophical with, when it comes to AI, yeah. artificial intelligence. So you can use AI to help the world make a, uh, become a better place. Mm. You can use AI to actually control the world and manipulate people. So in your point of view, what is AI? Because I think this is a question I have as well. Like, I imagine AI and we are all so spoiled with that whole uh, Terminator and, uh, <laughs> and uh, what Skynet. That's what AI is supposed to be. But what, what, what is actually AI? Like for a common layman to understand. Okay, very good question. I'll try my best to answer <laughs> So, yeah. So, let me, just list, uh, reading the word artificial mm -hmm. intelligence, mm -hmm. Anna, then you are considered as a real intelligence. Now, sometimes okay. what you know is may not be real. Let me be honest. What you know is your perception. I, I've read this somewhere where we have this, this concept of 
knowing and our awareness of the concept is is consistent yeah. but when they check like how our brain functions our consciousness of knowings actually a patchwork of things and those things may be the real thing but our brains actually filling up the the, the, the gap spaces yeah. so it's not necessarily and this is why there's there's this whole term of perception different perceptions right. because you and me can look at one thing but when we go back and come back to the same thing our brain has patched it up in a different manner correct absolutely yeah. so when when you say i i solved the problem someone will say actually did not solve the problem because they said something else mm-hmm. so coming back to artificial intelligence mm-hmm. okay in the layman's term today you are already half ai all right you already have you okay. you already half ai right. let me give you an example today you do not leave home without your phone all right you depend True. on your phone yeah. because your phone is like an ai device mm. it has all your contact numbers mm. it has all the information mm. it helps uh you to make a call mm. to access your bank account mm. to send an email mm. so it's an artificial intelligence in your palm right all right now imagine the in the future all right as we get more data mm. ai requires extensive amount of data mm. over a period of time it's mm. like an infant growing up so in artificial intelligence when someone comes and tell me because there's a cross test mm. for based on data mm. it's also based on image mm. computer vision mm. and uh, mm. then goes down to deep learning machine learning etc mm. mm. kind of thing so you need data to become intelligent right all right so as uh, if you build an ai mod, uh, engine mm-hmm. in the beginning it's a, like a baby right. it doesn't know what's going on so right. you feed it right. information right based on patterns then you know this is an apple this is an orange mm. or this is a spoiled orange mm. this so you need to give him information mm. so that it will start to learn mm. all right over mm. a period of time mm. and as it learns and learns and learns then it becomes okay i will know that's a bad orange okay reject it right all right so ai is also used in example for manufacturing mm. all right so it can actually with computer vision it can knows that that particular device that's mm. been manufactured is defect right all right because it's captured enough data to understand that mm. so in a in a enterprise way that's how ai is used okay all right, right. now in the medical aspect mm-hmm. ai is also used extensively mm. because it's capturing enough data across medical fields mm. across the internet mm. and then able to diagnose mm. A, a particular illness based on an image and other inputs mm. all right and mm. tell you that this person is a potential mm. cancer patient mm. based on the pattern that mm. you see because mm. the ai has enough intelligence right so the doctor only has certain amount of intelligence right. all right and ai still doesn't have i call it the 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 soul the conscience right all right it would not know like they always use an example mm. when he's driving mm. the autonomous car mm. he's got a he's got a kid on the left mm. and an old man mm. i have to either hit one of them mm. because i'm going to so who do you pick yeah. all right so it in a human being there are many things at that moment you yourself wouldn't know what to do right all right but uh, you you go with your gut gut kind of and based on your past experience yes. if you have a child right all right right all right and your parents were not alive right. you will not hit the child i'm saying example it could happen mm. because you you look at a kid you think of your child mm. you sway towards the elder mm. but you don't have a kid and you have your parents with you and you, you so much love it's like you see this old person like shit i shouldn't because like my mm, father mm. you'll end up hitting the kid mm. all right so it is you and your past experience and things that a machine cannot do right. all right so that's ai so when people tell me should i be uh, worried about ai mm. i lose my job yes you should mm. 
I am mm. saying that you should mm. uh, because like going back to your topic we are lazy right. a human race all right? right so how do we overcome that right. laziness right we have to constantly upskill and reskill right all right if right. not ai will continue automate processes right. where you become redundant right all right? right and then the human race will have an issue they blame the ai for their laziness so there's this thought about that i don't i know we are we are talking about human laziness but uh, there is a point here so <coughs> Again, AI uh, it requires a huge number of data, right? A huge number of data points before uh, it's able to accurately, to some degree, accurately make decisions and make choices and actions after that. It's mentioned somewhere that there's one thing right now engineers and scientists cannot imagine AI getting, which is that human inference level. So they 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 gave some numbers like I can't remember the exact numbers. It where AI would require a few thousands of data points before it starts making accurate enough information versus a human being needing only about 5 to 7 instances before it starts inferring to some level of accuracy like you think about it, like how fast do we learn something okay how fast can we learn something right so is that in nature already making us lazy because think about it like we we are so used to like what is that shortcut Yeah. What is that shortcut? Because I know that I can do this in like five learnings. Why do I need to sit and do that whole thing of practice, 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 practice? Correct. I think that's also getting in in the way of us as well, yeah. uh, where we try to look for shortcuts, and we try to create shortcuts for ourselves. Now, then, that point of yours, I'm like, don't you think people should be afraid? Like, we can make ourselves, in a sense, extinct. Okay, so uh, you know how you overcome or pe- human race overcome uh, fear is by blaming somebody else. That's the natural reaction. Right. So they mm. will not look inside. Mm. That goes back to my favorite topic: inside out. Mm. You always look outside. Mm. So you'll blame the technology. You blame the politician. You mm. blame the industry. Mm-hmm. You blame tech. You know, Apple. You blame everybody else mm. except you blame yourself. Mm. Actually, in true fact, you are in control of your own destiny. Mm. Right. Uh, So there is uh, uh, a wake up mm. that the human race needs to understand. Mm. Your fears, it's you created it, mm. right? So it's it's a perception. Fear is a perception, and then you how you use that fear to right. your advantage. Right. So some people use that fear to uh, do better, right. improve themselves. Okay, right. I got to take action. Mm. I got to take action. I have to come out of my comfort mm. zone mm. so that I can learn and do something mm. else. All mm. right. Uh, so it is a struggle, and mm. you will see that. Mm. You will see that more and more. Mm. Why technology? Because mm. everything is in your hands. I can now order for food yeah, from an whatever. app, Uber right. Food. Right. Easy, bang, food comes in. Yeah. I don't have to move. I can now with the COVID, everyone sitting at home doing the work. Mm. All right. So everyone's becoming too comfortable in this zone. Mm. Now, if you wait and see next year when they are asked to come back to work, there is going to be a struggle. Mm. Some are so comfortable working from home. Mm. The interaction of coming out with other people mm. becomes an issue. Mm. All right. Mm. Uh, at the same token, there are people who can't can't handle. They need human interaction. Mm. They are not lazy. They need to get out and mm. do stuff. Mm. And they are going through their own tension. Right. And uh, they are the ones like you and me want to get out and just move, yeah. move, yeah. move, move, move. Yeah. All right. So there will be a massive uh, shift mm. in the human race, which right. is. You will start to see in the next fifty years, right. where those who are so comfortable in their ship, mm. and those who are explorers, mm. 
So you see the world going through another motion again, mm. right? And these are the guys because you notice now traveling is not going to be easy. Not going to be, be easy, all right? Not easy because not there's no flights and no technology because every country is you know close the borders mm. you can fly. And now they're saying you need to show that you've been vaccinated. Right. You need to have a, a special token on your passport. Right. Then you can travel. Right. All right. It's not about the money. All right. So a lot of people say I'm just going to sit here. I don't want to travel. Mm. I'm lazy. Mm. Then the, there's a new breed of explorers is going to come out. Mm. Right. They, who are willing to. Take the risk, take the vaccine, mm. and go out there mm. and get the job done. Right. And there's a new breed of people coming up. Right. And I don't know how they will look like, and they will take advantage of technology. Mm. Those who say, no, I'm going to use technology and do the zoom and mm. boom and beam, whatever, mm. uh, they don't realize they're going to be left behind. And that is quite an important of a, uh, angle which you just went on there. Because I, I think one of the reasons why this perception of laziness is there as well is those of us and I say us here because I do believe that some of us are, are in a sense not similar to everybody else like you just said it you similar to me I prefer even in this in this so-called pandemic period yeah be careful but I really still prefer to come out I still really prefer to meet the person talk to the person that, that human yeah, interaction yeah. is still very important and that makes me feel like okay I'm grabbing an opportunity. If I'm sitting at home and looking at a computer, sure, I can explore, but it feels like it's just exploration without something of an action happening. Now, you just mentioned about how the world is going to change uh, when it comes to travel. There's going to be a new breed to exploring and all that. But there is a perception, and, and this was actually uh, written in uh, this, this, this book by... Uh, I got this reference just now, just reading up before we started talking. Um, it's actually by Robert J. Gordon, right? Rise and Fall of American Growth. But he was yeah. talking about growth as a, as a whole. And one of the things quite interestingly covered was, one of the reasons why there's human laziness is because human beings are in unequal. Okay. They're not equal. Yep. Right? Uh, where we were talking about 4G and 5G technology before we came on. Remember that? Where even 4G is not everywhere. Yep. Right? And that causes a problem. Yep. Those who can get it, those who want to get it, will go get it. Back to your reference of that explorer thing. Those who want to get it, who can get it, will go get it. Yep. The rest, like you said, humans yep. are lazier, yeah. are lazy by nature. They won't. They'll say like, ah, why do I need to go? Yeah. I got Zoom. Yeah. I can do that. Yeah. And that then creates a bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger divide. Because those who are going out to get it, those who are going out to try new technologies, yeah. those who are trying out new ways to do things, yeah. those who are consistently finding ways to improve, solve problems, Correct. they will continue to solve problems, they will continue to advance themselves. But the rest, they will get left behind. And the tendency is the rest is usually a bigger, yeah. a bigger The lower of, of the pyramid. Yeah. Right. So is there even a case that can we get human beings to be less lazy? Or is it just going to be a case that this is always going to be a situation that we're going to have? Because it'll be pandemic today. It'll be something else in the future, right? Um, even, even uh, I read the story before where when um, Henry Ford created the car, he was first ridiculed until World War. He was ridiculed because why do you need a car? Why do you need a car when there's horses? 
But those who tried said that, yeah, it's actually something that improves. It's not great yet, but it's something that improves life. Correct. And then World War happened. And then there you go. Yeah. Everyone needed a car. Right? And when everyone needed a car, there's still a population of the have-nots who don't get it. Yeah. Even now, like, we have information technology. Information technology has been talked about, like, I remember in the 90s. <laughs> but even now, people still don't understand that. So, I don't know. I have this feeling that it's just going to always be this case where there will be some. There will be some who go after it. And the rest will be left behind. Yeah. And that creates this perception that human beings are lazy. Because it's, it's laziness out of ignorance. Yeah, ignorance. Correct. I think the majority... Let me say this. That's what makes life beautiful. Okay. If all of us were not lazy, then who are my customers? Right. All right? right. Think about it. Yeah. Who are my customers? True. True. So, a lot of technology is designed... Uh, for B2C okay. to help the lazy. Right. So I like, go back to Uber food. Mm. They're lazy. Right. They don't want to go out there. They don't want to cook. So mm. they want to order food. Mm. All right. So it's solving the problems of the lazy people. All right. But the same token, you shouldn't, I don't like to brand them lazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a choice they mm. have made to mm. actually say, I'm not going to do this mm. and I have to respect them. Mm. So what I think the future is, uh, the word lazy shouldn't be used or will maybe disappear. Mm. it will create a breed of people like I said earlier mm. that these are the users right. alright right. so they become the users mm. then between the users are the innovators mm. the problem solvers mm. alright and then they come the entrepreneurs mm. the next layer mm. so you got a large so when you look at a pyramid there's a large group of users mm. alright then you got the innovators and mm. the, the problem solvers and then come the entrepreneurs mm. who will fund this thing to provide solutions mm. for the users, mm. right? Users will be happy because mm. why? Because they got a problem solved. The enterprise will be happy because I have a way to to make my money mm. with innovation, mm. and there's a there's a market, mm. right? So it's a it's an ongoing exercise. Right. Uh, you won't. But at the same token, some of the users mm. are actually uh, innovators mm. and also problem solvers. Example: I I see the future where you will be actually having two to three jobs. Right? The future generation of kids okay, right. will come out and in the morning they'll wake up, it's all online. Right. They click, okay, uh, first half of the day I'm going to do some coding right. for some company. Right. All right? In the afternoon, I'm going to be teaching music. Right. All right? Some person in the morning, I'm going to be a physiotherapist. Mm. In, the, uh, in the second half of the day, I'm actually a chef in a mm. restaurant. Mm. All right? So you end up doing stuff that you're solving someone's problem. So people will not hire you mm. As a permanent employee, you'll be hired mm. to solve uh, the problems of the company, mm. provide a service. Right. So I see future is basically career as a service. You know, got software okay. as a service, yeah. career as a service. So every individual will cars. become... Cars. Cars, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So every individual will become a brand and a product of their own. So okay. you could be sitting in the house saying, listen, I can do this, bang, do this. You know, I'll be paid through Bitcoin or you know, whatever right. my method right. and I do myself. So the users... You start to see the innovators and the problem solvers dropping into the user group mm. because you can do a lot of stuff through the internet, mm. all right? Mm. And the, the only thing is, you, what I just said is all about system and processes, mm. all right? Then come the connection, real people connection, okay. all right? Where the big movers and shakers, mm. they don't uh, do uh, the, the business or interactions mm. via the internet, mm-hmm. they do face-to-face. Mm. So this, there will be an elite group of leaders or individuals or companies who will actually rule the companies going forward. 
they don't have to they don't have to have a uh, a team of people everything is automated they come in they say this is what we got to do bang pass it down to group of uh, executors who will execute and through a career as a service system right so is this something similar to like what um, and correct me if I'm wrong like what, what SoftBank is doing yeah where yes there's this group of people who have funds who have this vision of uh, what they'd like to do with that funds and then they get these others who are executors yeah. basically There'll be more and more like that. Okay. Uh, and it can be a small uh, mini soft bank. It doesn't have to be a large organization. Right. Right. Uh, I go back to education. Right. All right. Uh, I, I talk about laziness. It's right. actually, it's, you don't blame the, the kids in uni to say they're lazy. Because uh, 200, 300 years ago, mm. you're, basically you want to learn law. Right. You learn English or mm. learn science or history in Cambridge to Q3 to 4 years. Mm. All right. Why after 200 years now, you still take three to four years to do engineering? Yeah. All right? Degree. I don't understand. Mm. Everything is fully automated. The books are there. I used to go, I studied in UK, mm. in Leicester University. Mm. Uh, I used to go queue up the library, pick up a book, mm. and then I put in order, there's mm. no book. I'll have to wait a week, then mm. I get the book. Mm. Now, everything's advanced. Mm. Everything's there. Why can't uh, uh, education be shortened to two years to do a degree? Right. All right? That's the question I ask. Mm. Why? Uh, education institutions say, oh no, I said, there's no reason because that's why students are bored. Mm. I got the information already. What's, what's next? What's next? So yeah. I, I feel education is going to become so certification based. Mm. You're going to do something, come out, certify yourself based on what you like. Could mm. be a three months, six months courses. Right. I, fi- I believe the next 20 to 30 years, mm. uh, university programs will not be three years anymore. Mm. It will be shorter. Mm. Someone needs to take that leap. All right? It has to happen. I go back again to schools. Okay. Why do you have standard 1 to standard 6? Yeah. Last 100 years, standard 1 to standard 6. Yeah. Why? Mm-hmm. I, I've seen kids who are 10 years old can do coding. Mm. All right? So the whole mindset has to shift. Right. Why is it form 1 to form 5? Why, why is year 1 to year 7 then year 12 in, in, in colleges? Why? So what is it going to take to shift that mindset? Okay. Because so there is, there is going to be a shift. The, this generation of people... Right through the COVID where they can realize, hey, I can study from home right. and I can, and actually, I don't have to physically be there. Right. Everything's automated. It's, I'm empowered. Mm. All right. Someone will come up with programs where I can give you the same knowledge in a shorter period. Mm. All right. And then try to break the barrier of certification. I mean, mm. sorry, accreditation mm. of your degree. Mm. It's about whether you can do the job. Right. So when career as a service comes on board, they don't want to see whether where you did a degree. You did a degree in engineering and honors degree in Leicester. You, nobody cares. Mm. Here's a job. Here's your assignment. You've got to finish it in 10 days. Can you deliver that? There it. And the quality is the one. So AI will play a part in uh, assuring the quality of the work you've done. So something interesting you mentioned that. So that could also mean this whole concept of career progression doesn't would not exist anymore, right? Because... Now it's going to be, okay, this is something I would like to do. This is a problem I like to solve. So I am going to go learn these set of skills. And then I'm going to apply these set of skills. Correct. I'm going to make a living out of these set of skills. It could be many. It could be three, four, that kind of thing. And I'm not going to be too worried about, am I going to be a manager next day? Am I going to be this? Am I going to be this? Am I going to be this? Mm. So that goes away. Yeah, so absolutely right. Because well, you know the, the thing about, oh, uh, I'm not a manager, is because we've been comparing ourselves with somebody else. Mm. There is going to be a shift of, which I advocate, stop comparing yourself with somebody else. Compare yourself what you were today and tomorrow. 
Okay. Yesterday, right? How what can I do to improve myself better? So compare yourself. That's so it's going to be shit. such a high level of self realization. Yeah. So that is why when it come to career as a service, you are now empowered. You right. are, you are responsible. So you have to be disciplined, mm. right? Because you want to earn an income, so you need to find a ways to certify mm. kind of thing. You're not going to say, I want to be a CEO. Mm. I want to be a VP. Mm. I want to be a, a director in the next five years. You say like, I want to be able to earn what I want and mm. nomadic. Okay. Now if you look at uh, things how it's going to go forward. I think the next 10 years, mm. there will be uh, new forms of education system coming up. Okay. And there's a, there's a need of shift for parents to move away. Parents always say, I want my son to study, I want daughter to become a doctor, mm. engineer, you know, throughout the mm. world, everyone's there. There's going to be a shift. It's yeah. about what can you do to make the world a better place? Right. What right. is your... It's not about passion. Eh? Yeah. When people can say, I want to do what I'm passionate, I, I say, hold on. Okay. Honestly, passion I, I, I also you, say it. You, yeah. must, you must do whatever you need, but yeah. whatever you do, you must learn to love it. Okay. All right? so, so you think passion and love is two completely two different. different things? I think passion comes later. Right. All right? You say, I'm passionate about music. Yeah, great. Who's going to feed you? All right? You, got okay. to, you have to be very practical. Right. So you have to learn to love what you do. Right. When you learn to love what you do, then passion comes into play. Okay. All right? I think passion comes when you're actually serving someone. Or serving mm. something, mm. All right? What what's passion? Passion is about serving. That means trying to help someone solve a problem. You are solving, making the world a better mm. place. I keep saying that. Passion is about serving, and that's the purpose you are as a person. Mm. I, I I see it a bit differently with that sure. whole passion thing, Good where where there's a point in what you said there. The passion is based on 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 serving, right? Um, my, my point of view of that is passion is based on purpose right so love what you do be passionate about what you do but be realistic about what you're doing I, I've gone that route life, sure. life has taught me about this whole uh, me saying I'm passionate about doing this one thing I just do that thing and then I understand that I didn't think about the other side of it but when I reframed my mind I understood passion has got a lot to do with purpose and when you understand your purpose then it is not about um, it is not about whether you can put food on the table. It's about just you aligning your purpose to what you're doing. Example would be like, before this, I, I said, okay, I was passionate about music. When I was doing music, I was passionate about music. But that was the mistake. I was passionate about the thing I was doing, not the outcome of what I was doing. Okay. Right? And then I understood that, okay, it's not that I'm actually passionate about music. I'm passionate about adding value to people. That's the purpose I like. Yeah. Adding value to people. And that went off like a light bulb in my head where, okay, if that's what the, the objective there is to add value to people. So it doesn't matter whether it's music. It doesn't matter whether this yeah. conversation that's yeah. going on right, right now, um, even the work that I do with Leadernomics, yeah. I add value to people. Yeah. And because I'm adding value to people, yeah. people feel that, okay, I would like to add value back to you. Okay. And this value could be knowledge, could be remuneration. So I see passion that way. Passion is, passion is purpose. Correct. Right? Uh, so you need to anchor that on purpose in order for you to be able to be realistic about it. Okay. But if you say, I'm passionate about, example, I'm passionate about uh, playing computer games. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. you, are you going to play computer games yeah. all day? Yeah. But if you say, I'm passionate about the sport, I want to be involved in the sport, and computer games is one method of it, yeah. 
then you possibly can do something else. Okay. Yeah. So let me let me say this. Many people come and tell me I'm looking for my purpose in life. Yeah. Right. Actually, we all know our purpose in life, but we don't do we? want to a- acknowledge. I give you an example. Right. I don't know example. I'll tell you the two mm-hmm. scientific and biological reason. Every living being in the world is to serve each other. The trees, the plants, mm. the mm. animals, we are all living beings. Mm. All right? So as soon as you realize you are designed to serve, that's yes, your purpose. Part of ecosystem, you, your purpose, every human race, every human being in this world, right. your purpose is very simple, is to serve. That's it. Right? Mm. So now, to serve, I will then choose the areas I want to serve. Right. I give you an example. You love music. Right. All right. So your job is to entertain someone to make that person feel better that mm. day. So mm. you play the music and song to serve them. Right. All right. So then the doctor is to serve someone. Right. The, the waiter is mm. to serve someone. Mm. The teacher is to serve someone. Mm. Me as a CEO is to serve my employees and my customers mm. with the technology that I have. Mm. All right. So we are all servants naturally okay. and we are always in denial a lot of people are in denial mm. and so oh, I need to find a purpose I said mate your purpose is to serve that's the first thing Man. then go and do what you love mm. that's where passion will come okay okay so if you if you are a chef okay alright the purpose you know is to serve then mm. you love cooking mm-hmm. you start to cook mm-hmm. and you serve people that's when the passion starts to boom Right. And then they say, well, a guy is passionate in cooking, passionate as a chef. Mm. All right? mm. So you need, everyone needs to ask themselves, I'm here to serve. Okay. All right? Not to take. Right. A lot of people say, how do I take? Right. Those are short terms. So example, the guy who said, oh, I like to play PlayStation. Right. All right? So he, will, he ignores the serve. I, what can I do to continue playing PlayStation? Right. Or oh, let me go and play e-games. So... It's a short-term yeah. exercise. After a while, he will go always into denial. Like, why am I doing this? Why am I yeah, doing this? Yeah. Why am I? Because he re- he forgot the fundamental. He's here to serve. A lot of famous actors, mm. athletes. Mm. After a while, they go. They have problems. They mm. go into drugs because they never knew their purpose. Famous stars go into these things because they lost the perspective that I'm an athlete. All right? mm. I'm here to serve. Yeah, mm. I'm serve my country mm. to show I, I win the gold medal. Mm. I'm here to show serve my 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 uh, my people to show mm. that you can be somebody. Mm. All right, you must continue that journey. Mm. So a lot of some athletes become coaches. They right. serve. All right, like uh, football coaches. They actually right. some of them were players. All right, and you have that mindset of serve. You become the great coaches. Right, great athletes. Right. And same with actors. Mm. Some become uh, uh, coaches on an acting theatre mm. because constantly serving. Mm. Mm. Those who stop because they didn't know why they were doing it. Right. You're driven by money. Here's where I think... There, there is a point that you're saying that, yeah. right? But I think it's not money. If human beings are intrinsically lazy, we are also intrinsically selfish. Yep. I... I I think that's the case because selfishness is, is just a different marker of self-survival. Yep. And it comes from that, right? Because you have to survive yourself first yeah. in order for anything else to happen. Correct. Self- if you are not alive, yeah. you can't do anything. Correct. I think that's what gets in the way quite a bit. Like okay. even let's take all the examples that you've been talking about and we've been talking about. Um, sure, we are part of an ecosystem. We are part of an ecosystem. We serve that ecosystem. 
everything we do serves the ecosystem. Uh, if you look, your example is great. Any animal, any tree out there, they serve an ecosystem. And when you serve someone, someone is serving you. Correct. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. Because it's all part of a net. Correct. But I think it's because we are also very cognitive beings. We always think about how can I survive? And that becomes a problem. Yeah. When an invention is created, right? On top of being lazy, that's the selfishness. When an invention is created, it was always about the thought of, okay, there's a potential to solve this problem here. So let's solve this problem. And when you solve the problem, then, okay, there's potential to actually make a living out of solving correct. this problem. Yeah. You're serving someone and, correct. and then people get jobs. And people get jobs as so well. So you're serving them. They but, can serve their family, feed their family. Correct. But as it happens more and more and more, I think even those who are the explorers and the innovators also become lazy because at one point, you're doing that so well, you're serving so many people and you're serving yourself like big time. You don't want to innovate anymore. Why change something that works? You know, why, why fix the wheel that is broken? Yeah. Uh, sorry, why, why fix the wheel that is not broken, yeah. right? Why do we need to create something new? So then we become hindrances to ourselves. Even the businesses become hindrances to themselves. Okay. Like a, a prime example is, again, I, I keep on talking about uh, the automobile because it's a very, 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 very interesting example there, which is, Actually, if people look at it, until only recently, where we have now, just the engine alone, just the engine alone, until recently when we're talking about electrification, new, new thought of energy, no one got out of their way to change the technology that was created back in the steam, in, steam age, a technology of combustion. Yeah. We've used the same principle. Yeah, we were making it a bit more efficient. Efficient, efficient, efficient. But we didn't fundamentally change that concept, just the engine alone. Until recently, when electrification came around. Okay. And when, I, I guess this is my perception of it, when I look at why that's the case, it's not that we didn't know that we should. A long time ago, we knew. There was talks about uh, hydrogen-based engine, electrified engines, very, very long time ago. But we didn't want to change because those who started the change are now serving themselves, yeah. being selfish, serving themselves, and also getting lazy. And yeah. you don't want to be, or you don't want to create opportunities to move the market. Okay. Until someone is strong enough to come in and move the market. But then there's the risk for that person to repeat the cycle again. Okay. And I, I don't think it's a, I'm not putting this as a bad thing or a good thing. I'm putting this that this is a human condition. Okay. So I want you, I want you uh, uh, take this point, eh? Everything that you do, there's an outside impact and mm. an inside impact. You know why they, there's a drive for uh, electric vehicle? Mm. One killer reason is climate change. Of course. Pollution, yeah. all right? Yeah. So before, uh, uh, oil was cheap. Mm. So why, why go, go try and do electric vehicles? Mm. That didn't make sense. Mm. The businesses did not stack up. Mm. Why uh, do electric? Because the way electric vehicle could be so expensive, nobody can afford. Mm. So I go back again. It's all about business case. Mm. All right? So there was no driver for it. Mm. The driver started to become visible as we had all these climate issues, pollution. Mm. And, and you, know, you know that in UK, by 2030, mm. they will stop selling petrol-based vehicles. Yeah. I'm aware of that. Right? Yeah. So countries are starting to take action. Mm. Why? It's not because of innovation, because there is climate factor that's going to make their life difficult. Mm. Right? Mm. So, 
everything you you say about you know uh, why we why didn't do do earlier because there was no uh, pain to push you to do electric vehicle in the beginning right, all right? so right. even even in our human race today let me ask you mm. If I I I give you example, eh? mm. uh, I'm training a, a, a football team, mm. all right. So I bring in this whole bunch of 18 guys. We train them. We got a first eleven. We mm. go in the field. Now I need to move them to be able to run 100 meters mm. sprint, mm. and within I mean these are young guys, so it could be 21 seconds, 18 seconds, mm. 19 seconds. Now I can't expect them to do it in 12 seconds straight away. Mm. So it's, uh, it's over a period of time. Mm. And that there will be a driver that I push them. So example, then he's not running very fast. I'm going to take him out. Right. All right. So I'm going to put someone who's going to drive fast. So he's going to say, "Why am I not playing? Because right. I see you're not running fast enough. Right. All right. right. You're not able to get the ball. Right. So there is a push from me right. indirectly that you're not going to play. Right. You want to continue being lazy. It's your choice. Right. You'll always be the reserve. Okay. All right. So over a period of time. It will happen. It's a natural. I call it, it's a very natural phenomena. Mm. You cannot stop. You can't have all lazy players in the field. Mm. You're going to lose. Mm. No one is going to fund the team. Mm. All right. No one wants to watch you play. Mm. So you're going to push for the. These are drivers, lah. You want to win kind of thing. Right. So the human nature will always have uh, those who are lazy. Mm. They will say, okay, I, I'm. I'm not going to play football. I'm going home. Mm. I'm going to play my piano. Or oh, there could be even the fellows who say that look, um, I'm playing in this team. Mm. I am making a living. Whether I'm on the bench or up there playing, doesn't matter. I'm okay. okay, I'm completely yeah. fine with that. Okay, so let me say this: ah, huh? true football players, they may speak to them. Mm. They hate sitting at the bench. Of course. All right. Yeah. There's no true because they want to go out there and perform. Mm. Why are they performing? It's for the fans. Yeah. So let me use this example. Ah, huh? today. When the Premier League started, mm. and I did tell these guys, I told my friends, you watch and see the players will get tired very fast. Okay. All right. There'll be a lot more injuries. Right. People say no, no. I say, you watch because there's no energy. They're not serving anyone. Right. There's okay. no fans to serve. Right. All right. They are just serving each other, but the energy is not there. So they tend to get tired, and the injury becomes mm. more. All right. Mm. So that's why I think the Premier League they need to actually have five reserve. Right. And the whoever is making the decision doesn't understand the concept of energy and serving. Mm, mm, All right. Mm. Look, empty stadium. That's it. Fine. Let's go. It's a different mindset. Right. So I'm a Liverpool fan. Okay. I can understand Jurgen Klopp saying I agree with you. Yeah, so, yeah. But the thing is, it's it's so simple. You you get into the field. The fans boost you up. Right. You're serving them. You're performing. Right. All right. When you score the goal, you run towards the to the fan. Right. You don't go and walk back out of way, all right? Because you're serving them, right. all right. Now I don't have anyone to serve, right? All right. So I just run back to my coach, and you know the energy level is different. So mm. it's very, very different. Mm. It's about serving. So I mean, going back to this issue of people being, uh, you know, lazy mm. and stuff, it's it's the environment, mm. all right. So you will start to see this kind of things happening. Mm. You kind of got a very Very interesting sort of final point over there. I'm saying final point because uh, Sashi is getting very creative and how he tells me that we are taking too long, <laughs> right? In this discussion, uh, last week he came around with big signs saying ten minutes, five minutes. Now this is Kutti sign over there, small <laughs> one saying one hour, five minutes, <laughs> right? So, uh, but actually, really strong point that's there, and I think this is something all of us can get behind as well. Which is, we talk about laziness as as the the lack of motivation to do something right and yes because 
of all things, of all things, being part of this world, being part of this universe, uh, the physics of the universe is such where every matter, every atom tries to take the easiest route to reach the path destination. Path of least resistance. The yeah. path of least resistance. Um, I'm not mistaken, it's one of the theories of thermodynamics, right? Yeah. Okay, so, but there's a very key message there. Every atom is part of this universe. We are all made out of atoms. We are part of this universe. We are, we are part of this ecosystem, right? And I think it's when we marry both the thought of self-service and the thought of serving somebody else, serving the others, serving everybody. It's when we can move ourselves past this whole, I don't want to do beyond this, yeah. right? It's, it's that example of a, a sports person. It's super strong where we forget that we're doing this sometimes for the other person. When we're in it, we can't see the picture, yeah. right? When a, when a striker is striking the goal, he got the goal, he's going and celebrating his fan. He's, he's joyful that he actually got the goal. Yeah. But he's forgetting why is he joyful? He's running to the fans and why he's celebrating with them? Because yeah. he's serving them. Yeah. I think if we keep reminding ourselves, and especially the message, and this is a very strong message, and we get a chance to talk about this, was people keep saying that the younger generation the ones that are coming now, the Z generation, are lazy. Which I strongly, very, very strongly disagree. It's because I think it's more and more, if you see how they're speaking, they're trying to match this whole, and you said it really well, they're trying to match this whole, how, how do I do things that not only serve me, but serve everybody else? Yep. Right? This is why that lack of so-called aspiration because they when you talk to some of the younger ones it's not that oh I want to get this position or I want to get this pay I want to do things that I believe in that's the term you keep on hearing I want to do things that I believe in and we ask them what do you believe in why do you believe in it oh one is because I derive a lot of joy out of this but at the same time I'm helping somebody else okay. and they do this I think that that marrying of understanding how you can serve yourself and also serve others at the same time. That's, that's the thing that will change that so-called human laziness thing. Okay, let me just throw something I never said the whole time. I just wanted to do it at the end. Huh. We all have an ego. The curveball at the end comes. Okay. Ego. Ego, all right? Uh, our ego is defined by our level of need for recognition. Okay. I go back to the football player. Right. Okay, you got all types for right. Ronaldo and all these guys, that right. kind of thing, recognition. So, if you know how to manage your need for recognition, mm. your level of serving is much better and mm. passionate. Mm. If you crave for recognition mm. and you don't uh, manage the balance of serving, mm -hmm. right, you will bound to get hurt faster. Mm. Right? Because you're craving for recognition. Yeah. How you do this, what you want. I want, I want right. someone to say, I'm great, I'm great, I'm great. Right? right? And, and I think so, it, goes, it goes to that point as well. If you crave for recognition, then you will try to keep that yes. Well. So even when the human race yeah. is craving for recognition, mm. so in this new generation, you see the social media, the the, the craving for recognition, number of likes I have, all right, validation uh, is so yeah. much. Is mm. recognition? I want, I want, the, I want you to say I'm looking good. I'm mm. that the craving recognition is uh, superseding the need to serve. Mm. So I live today. This this last message is my fear is. A message to everybody is mm. be conscious of your craving for recognition mm. and don't forget the need to serve is more important to give you happiness and peace. Mm. 
right if you keep craving for recognition mm. you're not going to be happy and peaceful mm. right and that's where if you you will have all this depression worried mm. angry fear mm. yeah mm. if you know you are here to serve mm. the recognition will come naturally so mm. i call it the 80 20 rule mm. today 80% is demand on recognition from mm. young serve only 20% right right we need to shift it to 80% serving 20% recognition okay right. fine how you carry it so but you don't have to worry about whether people how many likes you right. have and that's my fear of the young right. and that's where we i need to go out there and say guys think about serving right. your recognition will come right. naturally right right i think that responsibility that uh, you say we have and yes i know there's an age difference between the world of us <laughs> but i do believe that we are in that sort of same generational yeah. uh, gap i think a lot of things were discovered and explored while we were like i remember having the old dial up phone where you're talking like this you have one pc here and one pc here i still remember that and now we have smartphones yeah i will agree that we didn't make sense of everything yeah right um so it's the new generation that are coming up we we want to typecast them but i also want to leave this final message that you you're saying that yes we have the responsibility we have to ensure that there's this balance between self recognition and service but I also like to say that i think better than us the new generation coming up the one who's going to be the market drivers yeah. right the ones who are going to be the purchasing power in the market they are doing better than us cuz yeah. think about this current movement against standard social media advertising on social media it's the younger generation who is speaking out the loudest against actually they making a change yeah. from political to the climate change correct. absolutely right correct and change even, in president even in America. yeah yes. exactly progressive politics yes. as well it's correct. the younger generation who is right. really championing it yeah. and saying that yeah you know what it's not just about you and you alone it's about all of us together correct so i think for the younger ones who are hearing this don't be too disheartened yeah right no there's absolutely yeah. they are making an impact you're doing especially when it comes to being human you're doing really well Correct. so don't forget that keep that going and i think that will actually help us as a human race maybe like you said not talk about whether we're lazy or not how can we be just better human beings Correct. and move the race forward Correct. in this ecosystem that way absolutely right excellent cool. Cool. Okay, so Sashi is writing me another message already saying that, hey, how long you all want to talk? Uh, two ball fellas cannot sit down in the studio. They will just talk and talk and talk and talk. And some of two Indians. Exactly. So, I just want to leave the listeners with that, that thought. Just think about it. As you move in your day-to-day life, it's not just about the things that you need to do for yourself. It's how are you serving others. And if you strike a balance between the two, you'll find a lot of happiness. And actually, just as... a wrap up there's something that Vic's kind of mentioned about education and that's key we can't look at education the same anymore and this 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 entire podcast talk to me is brought to you by Nicole actually and something you mentioned then that's what we are really trying to try to do with Nicole Nicole is needs based so that whole thought of education is when you need to do something to actually master a certain type of skill and go Correct. out and actually use that skill Correct. that's what Nicole is supposed to do absolutely and think of education that way if it's not even nicole it's been around now that you want to edit a video you want to do some skill you just quickly go learn the yeah. skill and do it think of future and education in that manner get the skill sets that you need don't be afraid to go and apply them don't 
read a 300 or 3,000 page book where you're probably only going to use 5% of it. Focus on the 5% and maximize that. Absolutely. So, Excellent. On that blurb, I'll say Talk To Me is brought to you by Nicole and I was glad that we got moments to agree, we got moments to disagree <laughs> and uh, we'll catch you again in the next episode. So thanks, Wix, for joining Thank us. Thank you. Thank you. Right? Yes. Thanks for this. We also. will definitely see Wix again here because we will explore other topics which will need uh, his very shiny ball here. <laughs> right? So take care, everybody. We'll catch you again next week. Thank you. Thank you.